Time for business news with Anan Zaki. Kia ora, Anan, and surprise, surprise, a new business survey shows that the Reserve Bank has more work to do on inflation. Kia ora, Mani. Yes, as you may have heard in the news, the Institute of Economic Research's latest survey shows there's been a modest improvement in business sentiment. The pessimism level has fallen to a net 42% in the September quarter, from 62% three months earlier. But profit and investment expectations are weaker, labour is still tight, and the future demand is expected to slow. The Institute's principal economist, Christina Leung, says economic headwinds persist. Overall, it still points to a pretty uh, tight New Zealand economy. For example, if we look at um, labour shortages, uh, there has been a reduction in the proportion of businesses reporting it difficult to find both skilled and unskilled labour, and that likely reflects the fact are two main things going on. So with the wave of COVID infections having um, the peak having passed, then the disruptions from that has lessened. Also with the reopening of international borders, that's allowing firms to more um, able to bring in work from overseas. So we do expect that will help to alleviate labour shortages over the coming year. That said though, when it comes to uh, what firms are seeing as the primary constraint on their business, um, finding labour remains, uh, continues to increase as being a primary constraint for businesses. Signs in your survey that the Reserve Bank interest rates are starting to bite? Um, we can see the impact of higher interest rates um, in terms of dampening demand um, across many of the sectors. For example, if we look at the retail sector, that's now the most downbeat of the sector surveyed. Um, and reflecting that has been um, weaker demand and also um, with very intense cost pressures. Against that backdrop, um, retailers are also finding it difficult to pass these on fully by raising prices. NZIA Principal Economist Christina Leung expects the Reserve Bank to keep raising rates to 4% by year-end. And she was talking to business editor Giles Beckford. KiwiSaver members are increasingly switching to riskier funds despite the global financial market volatility. The Financial Market Authority's annual KiwiSaver report shows funds under management grew by 10% to $89.7 billion for the year ended March. However, investment returns fell 90% to $1.3 billion from last year's record $13.1 billion gain. The FMA's Director of Investment Management, Paul Gregory, says investors are thinking about the long-term picture. People have been surprised by the fact that it's even possible for a conservative fund to to lose money over a period of time, particularly when, as we've seen, that the yield has dropped on international bonds, which has meant that um, some of those conservative funds have had negative returns. So I think there is a little bit of performance chasing in that switching, but but overall, uh, I, I think that the that the the increase in allocation to growth funds uh, is is a positive thing for the the typical time horizon for people being KiwiSaver. That's Paul Gregory of the Financial Markets Authority. Households are increasingly falling behind on personal and vehicle loans as they prioritise mortgages above all else. Credit Bureau Centric says the number of consumers in arrears in August was 8% higher than a year ago. Mortgage arrears remain historically low at less than 1%, but car loan arrears rose nearly 5% to a two-year high. Centrix Managing Director Keith McLaughlin says with interest rates rising, houses are what matter. 
Kiwis are very clear on what they 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 pay first. I mean, obviously, things that are non-reoccurring, such as perhaps a buy now, pay later transaction, or a personal loan, they're generally the first that go into default. Then it could be a secured loan, like a motor vehicle, and the last thing people are allowed to go into default it really is their, uh, their their home mortgage or their rent. Keith McLaughlin expects more borrowing defaults as inflation and rising interest rates bite. Well, time now for an update from the financial markets, and we're joined by Morgan Borrett of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Morgan. Good afternoon, Anand. Thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure to have you on, as always. Look, it was a good day on Wall Street uh, today. How's the local share market reacted to that? Yes, uh, plenty of green on the screen today after this morning's session and the bounce we saw in the U.S. overnight. Uh, The NZX50 is currently up around 125 points or 1.1% and trading at 11,085 points. Uh, Only three names in the NZX50 are in the red today, including retirement village operator Arvita Group after announcing a sales update this morning. That's down around 1.5% and trading at $1.41. But then in positive territory, we have lots of property stocks bouncing today. Uh, stride property up around three and a quarter and trading at 165. Um, and then we have consumer stocks, um, including the likes of restaurant brands, up around 3% and trading at $7.88. And then the warehouse group also up around 2.5% and trading at $3.12. Okay, can we just get a headline Australian figure there? Thanks. Sure, yep. So the ASX has also opened up in the green um, around 136 points or 2% and trading at 6,593 points. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. How's that looking? Yep, so the Kiwi found some strength overnight after the run in the USD we've seen in recent weeks. Um, the Kiwi now buys spot 5721 USD, spot 8783 AUD and 82.7 Japanese yen. And finally, we have interest rates, oil and gold. Sure. So New Zealand three-month bank bills are currently returning 3.9% and our 10-year government bonds are currently giving back 4.13%. West Texas Intermediate rallied overnight and it's now currently trading at 83 US dollars and 44 cents a barrel. And spot gold is trading at 1,701 US dollars and 50 cents an ounce. Thank you very much. Morgan Borrett of Hobson Wealth here with our markets update. And another business news, uh, as Morgan mentioned, the aged care operator Arvida says sales activity for the five months ended August is up 6% for the, from the same period last year. It says 210 sales of occupation rights were settled during the period, with resales making up 124 of those. Looking ahead, the company says there are signs of labour market challenges stabilising and sees ongoing demand for retirement living, with unit pricing remaining firm. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Marnie, that is business. Kia ora Anand, time for sport now with Clay Wilson. Kia ora Clay and a key All Black is set to stay in Aotearoa for at least a few more years. Kia ora Mane, yes, the fullback come midfielder Geordie Barrett has signed a new contract, keeping him with the Hurricanes and New Zealand rugby through till the end of 2025. All Black's coach Ian Foster welcomed the news, saying Barrett was a massive part of their long-term planning. To the Rugby World Cup and prop Shauna Brown will miss England's opening match of the tournament against Fiji after testing positive for COVID-19. Brown, who has to stay in isolation for seven days, is the second England player to test positive for the virus. 
Meanwhile, Black Ferns co-captain Kennedy Simon is promising fast, free-flowing rugby from the defending champions when the tournament kicks off on Saturday. Simon will be at her first World Cup and says the women's game has moved on a lot since the last tournament in 2017. The game's already changed. Um, it's quite fast and we want to play um, on top of our opposition, so making sure we keep the ball alive um, and just making those split-second decisions come off really well. Ukraine is reportedly set to join Spain and Portugal in their bid to host the 2030 Football World Cup. According to the Times, Ukraine would host one of the groups in the tournament under the plan, which is understood to have been sanctioned by Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky. Meanwhile, an investigation has shown verbal and emotional abuse, along with sexual misconduct, had become systemic in clubs in the top-flight National Women's Soccer League in the US. Governing body US Soccer says it will immediately implement reforms to boost accountability and transparency, including a requirement for misconduct to be reported. In the English Premier League, Leicester City have moved off the bottom of the table with their first win of the season, a 4-0 victory over newly promoted Nottingham Forest. And England batter Johnny Bairstow will be out of action until next year after surgery on a broken leg and dislocated ankle. Bairstow was ruled out of all cricket, including the upcoming T20 World Cup, when he slipped down a steep slope while playing golf. India have also lost fast bowler Jasper Bumrah from the tournament with a stress fracture in his back. Koinana Purongo Hakinakina.